0: What's up, everyone? This is another episode of the Triple Option Report podcast. And today, I don't have a lot of topics to talk about, but I have a lot to talk about for each topic, pretty much. And the first things first, a uh, new social media uh, threads. So with this new uh, social media platform, this is sort of like Twitter. It is made by Mark Zuckerberg. It just came out uh, Wednesday, like this week. And, yeah, a lot of people are already on it. I believe up to 30 million have already been on threads at the the latest I've seen. That's the latest numbers that I know about. And it could be more by this very second. So, like, it was over 2 million the first hour, if I'm correct. Like, uh, Twitter, we already know why. Twitter's been on a downward spiral for a while now. I know since Elon Musk, or even before Elon Musk, there's been a problem with Twitter since, I would say, the downfall for Twitter has been happening since as early as 2016, probably. A lot of trolls, a lot of weird far-right, right-wing people were on. Uh, the constant, uh, there's an explosion of, of, of weird, like, manosphere people, stuff like that. Uh, discourse, Twitter has been a thing. Like the stuff that hadn't been on Twitter at all beforehand started to just explode. And then stands too which I mean stands are everywhere on the internet. It's it's stand culture, that's a an internet thing in general, but like it exploded. Like I think I think it's just a weird combination of things. A combination of of the spreading of stuff like 4chan and stuff like that and, and, and a lack of, of regulation and then a lack of, of proper filtering of, of accounts, stuff like that. That has a lot of weird right wing people on far right trolls and stuff like that to get on board and, 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 and bots. Uh, so, a combination of that, you know, it's that entire situation with 2016 election in general. And then you got a lot of the weird stand people that started to come when the death of Tumblr happened. So, a lot of them just hopped onto Twitter. And then the discourse part, I don't know. I just—I think they're just organically built up, honestly. But it, either way, it's been just tasking. It has not been very fun on on, on, on Twitter at all for the last few years. And it's really exploded in terms of the lack of fun the last two or three years. The, 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 I should say, like, the straw that broke the camel's the back was definitely Elon Musk buying it and making it even worse. And then treating his workers like crap. And that led to a lot of them quitting or leaving, which has led to Twitter just like, it's one thing to have bad people on there. Every uh, social media uh, platform has that. But like, to not have it work properly, that's a whole nother monster. And that's what's been happening with Twitter lately. And, and we've seen it over this last week or so. So threats coming on and exploding like this, it's kind of perfect timing. It literally got on right, like, the same days that Twitter's been logistic... Like, how it's been working in general has fallen off a cliff. You can't even use it properly. People like me generally thought on a... Was it this previous Saturday, if I'm correct? Like, we couldn't even use it properly. So, like, we didn't know Twitter was dead or dying or what. So, you know... Threads, it came at the right time. And there are other new ones that have come out, too, what Spiel and well, Blue Sky, but you have to have invitations to get on there, and that's a lot. And, and what, Macedon? Like, I'm not getting on a thing called Macedon. That's weird. Not, it just sounds strange. It's not an appealing name. So, Threads, which in itself, I don't know if that's really an appealing name because the first thing I think of when I think of Threads is a really dark... uh movied about war from the UK a few decades ago but still threads it, it, it was the most accepting you don't have to have an invitation you just have to have an Instagram account and 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 go from there a legit one but yeah and having a legit Instagram account keeps bots from getting in and, and trolls so yeah like overall it, it's a lot easier a lot more accessible and it looks like Twitter. So it became kind of easy. It, it easily became the top dog, new top dog, uh, in terms of rivals, rivals to Twitter. So I might be thinking, how soon could this lead to the downfall of Twitter and the rise of threads? Threads, like I said before, last time I saw, what, 30 million people? Twitter's got 275 million. So Threads is already a little more than 10% of Twitter. Of Twitter. Albeit like that's still a, a far ways to go to match what Twitter has, but still. Like it already seems kinda deader on Twitter overall night, really. One thing that helped out Threads was the massive amount of, of blue Checkmark people. Oh, and another thing, actually legit verified people. Not people who could buy a verification. Not people being forced to pay $8 to, to use Twitter properly. Like, stuff like that also hurts. Twitter. And it could help threads. Because, you know, it's free. <laughs> There's no threads blue or, or any crap like that. And obviously, Facebook's a big dog. Three billion people. That that That's not changing anytime soon, I don't think. But still, like, at how fast threads is rising? It was only two million this first day, right? Thirty million now? Or at least last time I saw. Who knows how far it could get by the end of the weekend, by the beginning of next week, it could have a hundred million, for all we know. Heck, by the next couple of months, it might be able to surpass Twitter. And if that ever happens, the second thread surpasses Twitter in terms of numbers, it's over. For Twitter. Like, it's done. So, yeah. I, 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 personally, to me, I think, in the future, I personally think threads will surpass Twitter. I just think how Twitter has fallen off even, like, how it's working in general it it, you can't use it probably i think this might be the death of it because i don't know i don't trust elon musk to work anything right i'm not a big fan of zuckerberg obviously no like the whole we talk about the whole misinformation and trolls and bots that hurt twitter back in 2016 facebook was literally the poster boy for this and mark zuckerberg literally had to go to court over it and i think he's still going to court over this but I trust him to to use and handle a social media platform or really almost anything more than Musk. Musk was kind of given everything. His companies that like he has already existed beforehand. Like, he's not like... Like, Zuckerberg, yeah, he didn't, like, start from scratch. He obviously got a humongous loan to help him out. But still, it kind of was his baby, Facebook. Like, him and a few other guys helped create it from scratch. In a way, right? They obviously need the money from extra people, but they got that money. But they still, like, it's their original idea. Tesla and, and, and stuff like that's not uh, Musk's original idea. So, like, I trust uh, uh, Zuckerberg to, to, to build something from scratch or know how to handle a company a lot better than Musk. So, yeah, in the future, I, I generally think that Threads will be the new top dog. Well, number two behind Facebook. And then we'll have another problem, probably. Hey, Monopoly on social media. Instagram, threads, and, and, and Facebook, all by Zuckerberg. So, yeah, that, that that's going to be a future to watch out for. But for the time being, just enjoy the moment, I guess. Uh, on to our next thing. This is something I noticed earlier this week. Uh, it is crazy. So, there's this thing called WrestleTix... And it's like shows like in wrestling, pro wrestling, like, and also other sporting events, like the tennis numbers or like how many tickets are sold for each event, and whatnot. And for AEW, All Elite Wrestling and their All In show in Wembley Stadium, which is crazy to do since they're only four years old, over almost 75,000 tickets are already sold. Already. They might... This show is not till late August, August 27th. So they still have what seven weeks, six or seven weeks to go, and they're already sold seventy-five tickets, seventy I mean almost seventy-five thousand tickets without a match announced. They legit could out could sell this out. Like, if from what I know, like I don't even understand how insane that is. The highest attended wrestling shows, just just to tell you. The highest attended wrestling shows in history, if I'm correct, according to Dave Meltzer, he's from the, a, a program called the Wrestling Observer. He's been doing this stuff. He's like the go-to guy when it comes to pro wrestling in general, and also even mix uh, probably even mixed martial arts too, when it comes to stuff like this. Uh, he's been looking at this stuff since, he's probably a wrestling historian for 40 years now, plus. So, like, this guy knows his stuff. And one thing I know about WWE is that they're obviously pro wrestling's biggest promotion. And they're going to do the whole kayfabe uh, stuff, pretending it's real, whatnot. So, yeah, they're going to fudge numbers. All of their attendance numbers they, are, they always announce for, like, WrestleMania, stuff like that, those are not real numbers. Dave Meltzer has the real numbers, the actual tickets sold and whatnot. And so, according to him, the highest attended shows in pro wrestling history... Not including the collision in Korea, because with WCW in New Japan, that was uh, in North Korea, and they were practically forced to go to attend that event, uh, people in North Korea. But not including that, the highest studied ones are, what, WWF's uh, SummerSlam in 1992, which was in Wembley Stadium. Ironically enough, 79,127 people. Tickets sold. WWF WrestleMania 3, you know, Pontiac, Superdome, 78,300 sold. WWE WrestleMania 32, and, uh, I believe that's Jerry World, if I'm correct. Let me check. right quick. Uh, yeah. uh, Yes, Jerry World, uh, WrestleMania 32, 80,000 708 somewhere around there to 84,000 somewhere around that number is the actual legit number right that's the highest attended rest pro wrestling show ever up to this point I believe the the the, there's also a show by uh, a famous Greek professor called uh, Jim Londos he drew uh, 80,000 Wrestling an eighty thousand uh, wrestling show, like the, that was a, like the amount of people who went there. But this is like decades ago, like a long time ago. So like you had stuff like that, but yeah, around that around that amount, WrestleMania Thirty Two is the highest attended pro wrestling show ever up to this point. WrestleMania Thirty Nine, that just happened, uh, night one was sixty seven thousand three hundred three people tickets sold, right? Night two was sixty-seven thousand five hundred fifty-three tickets sold. So, AEW's only is already at seventy-five thousand about, with six or seven weeks to go, tickets still selling well, and no match announced. Like I said, if they, <laughs> we this is we're looking at unprecedented territory right now. Wembley Stadium's capacity is about uh depends on like the event. Uh for normal sporting events, ninety thousand. If you were to do like concerts or stuff like that, you could add an extra fifteen thousand standing people. So the peak amount is about hundred five thousand if you include concerts. The highest attended shows and like record attendance in general for like legit for Wembley Stadium, this current one is is for football 89,874 that was Cardiff City versus Portsmouth May 17, 2008 a concert Ed Sheeran 100,000 that was July of 2022 boxing Tyson Fury versus Dillian White, April 23rd, 2022 94,000 and the NFL was the Broncos versus the Jaguars October 30th last year 86,215 so it, at the rate this show is going, it could honestly surpass both NFL and football regular attendance numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. It's a possibility that he can, can match or even surpass the Tyson fury Dealing White boxing match. Who knows? Like, to get this much already, with so much time to go, with no match announced, again, I don't think people understand how unprecedented um, this is. But this is the number two wrestling company in this country behind wwe right for 20 plus years almost almost 20 years wwe had a monopoly on all of pro wrestling not just in this country but in the world let alone this country for another company to just start and four years later do this with with no big names from wwe that the closest thing that they had of that was cody rhodes who was coming off being Practically, what on mid Carter in WWE? What he was dashing Cody Rhodes and Stardust. He made his name on the Indies in New Japan. So all these guys were making their names outside of WWE. Most of them never stepped foot in WWE, and they make they're doing this in less than half a decade. Like most people wouldn't even think there are enough wrestlers outside of the company, outside of uh, the Titan Towers, and you know, in Connecticut, that they could even make a promotion in general or, or this how this all happened how they were able to get a, a, a guy who's a billionaire who actually cares about wrestling who gives a crap about wrestling and generally likes it and tony khan how how they're able to pull this all off who's actually knowledgeable enough to like think of this this is not like what you're getting in wcw or tna and impact right tna and impact would never even imagine getting wembley or anything close to that at all ever they got a lady who knew somewhat of, 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 of wrestling I guess like was a fan I guess but wasn't like that obviously wasn't that big knowledgeable huge wrestling hardcore fan and Dixie Carter right cuz they need the money because they could only do so much like Jeff Jarrett and them financially could only do so much right so even then they they it was a there was two different people involved the booking and all that was different than the guy who owned the company. It was not right. WCW, Ted Turner, he, yeah, but it was mainly money with him, right? Yeah, the the creative and all that had to be, everyone else that was on the other side, like a Vince Russo or oh, Jesus or or a uh, 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 Eric Bischoff, people like that, right? When it came to to uh, Jim Crockett again. Yeah, Jim Crocker do booking, but they didn't have, he doesn't have the money that Tony Khan has. Tony Khan is like a Vince man in a way, right? He's an actual billionaire who also knows wrestling, so he can know how to book. But he's booking in a way that's so unique to what anyone else has done in North America in the last 20 plus years. And, like, and he knows what his stuff this man actually is richer than Vincent Vince McMahon. He's knows how to handle a company of this of this size, right? He's over Fulham FC, and and they're doing good right now. They're finishing what the top half of of the English Premier League, the top league in all of European soccer. To me, the last few years, like so, you got that. His dad is over the Jaguars, and he has connections theirs. He has connections to the Jaguars as well. He upset with that too, so he knows how to handle these big companies and big stuff like this, right? Organizations, so he knows the business aspect of it, right? He has connections there too. He's rich as heck, and he's very, very knowledgeable of, of, of pro wrestling. He knows how to book. He like people like storylines and all that stuff. He has a creative team around him and everything. This is different. This is not just a billionaire who then hires people who for creative and whatnot to do all this. This is a billionaire who is creating himself. So for them to... to, to, People like the Young Bucks and the Elite and all of them, for them to be able to to get him involved was a a humongous blessing because that's not normal. I don't know if you're getting that anymore. So this whole situation is just completely different than anything else we've seen. He's way richer than Jim Crockett. He knows knows a lot more wrestling than, than either Dixie Carter... Or or Ted Turner, like he knows, he he is combining both the creative and knowledge of wrestling and the money and resources, and he has a lot more money than, than anyone else. So that's not a problem, and he owns it. It's not owned by by uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. It's not owned by like like WCW was eventually. Wasn't it also owned by Turner? And that's why the whole situation when when AOL was bought, like, that when the merger happened, that excluded what? No, this is not a problem. If he has a problem with Warner Brothers Discovery, he can just go to another uh, uh, corporation or entertainment company and, and ask them, Hey, you want to broadcast this? Like Disney or something. He has the money. Like, this is a whole different situation. This company, I'm not going to say it's, like, invincible or, like, indestructible and can't die, but... It is very, it's a lot more difficult to kill this company off than it would be to kill off WCW or or, or TNA or Impact. A whole different story. So, like, yeah, them doing this now, if they pull off what I think they can pull off? Who knows, man. And, uh, like I said, like, uh... WrestleMania was huge, but if this blows WrestleMania out the water and comes to attendance? That's crazy. You can't say, like... Oh, it's the, the big leagues, and, and AEW ain't the big leagues. Who are not worried? Yeah, but you haven't experienced WrestleMania. Yeah, they have have they would have experienced something bigger than Mania. Everyone who's wrestling there, so that can't be like. In a, a, if you were to try to hire wrestlers from AEW to go to WWE, that can't be like a, a new appeal. Like, oh well, you'll never experience a big stadium show. they will experienced a bigger stadium show than WWE's ever had. <laughs> so, like. This is a, a whole different monster here. And also the whole thing about... I i, I saw the whole... they going I try to do a WrestleMania in, in London. I don't think so. No, I don't think that you're going to have... It's April, what, late March, early April in, in the UK? With how the weather is there? I don't think that's practical. They tried doing that in Jersey one time, and I don't think it worked that well. It had to be in like a dome to be that cold, honestly. So, yeah, I don't know if that will work. Uh... You could probably do a SummerSlam there, which they have, but again, this ain't gonna happen anytime soon. So I already have a resume. next WrestleMania is in, in, in in Philly, so yeah, no, you're not gonna have one anytime soon. But yeah, I I am I'm, I'm gonna say something. I have a bold prediction with when it comes in, in regards to, to, to all in. I think and this is what I think, I think. They're going to have over 90,000 tickets sold. And over 90,000 in attendance. I think it'll be the highest selling, highest attended, like, combat sport. Well, I don't know what combat sport, but highest stated pro wrestling event ever. I don't include Pride, uh, Shockwave, because I don't know if that's actually pro wrestling. But if that's a real number 91,107 for Pride, that's insane. But that's like a mixed martial arts of it. But again, like that's, I don't really include that in there. But yeah, like for pro wrestling, I, I, I'm predicting this is the highest attended ever. The largest gate's a different story. But highest attended, yeah, I think so. Speaking of high attendance, the exact opposite of that just happened in the movie theaters, unfortunately. Indiana Jones, another movie bomb this year. That's a lot of them so far. Really, I don't know what's going on. Hopefully people are just saving up the tickets for Oppenheimer and Barbie. But, yeah, that's concerning. That's so all I'm going to say. And, uh, doing the sports, Grant Williams to, to the Dallas Mavericks. All right? That's a great move for Dallas. They need some more, a lot more defense. A lot more defense. They have had zero defense. Now, okay, you've got Grant Williams. Now get a big man. One or two. Because you need them badly. You need defense and big men, that's literally all you need this entire offseason. You don't really need shooters like that. So, yeah, I and then for Boston, that's a little weird. Like I at first I thought, oh, okay, they had, they had a pretty good offseason, but now they lo- let go of both their top two defenders. That's a little bit concerning. If they can who knows, yeah. I don't know. I, I think if the Heat can pull off the Dame trade, uh they'll be my favorites to to, to be number one in the East and to come out the East next year. And now the USATF. If you want to know what that is, it's the U.S. United States of America Shrek and Field. I talked about a lot of that more in the detail of it last episode. But for now, like let's focus on the outdoor championships that's happening right now. And I'm gonna go a little into detail of like which event matters and like what you should see. Uh, the woman's heptathlon. That is in a hall all day. She's a monster. She's probably the favorite, one of the two favorites favorites for for gold. For a women's heptathlon, and we haven't had a women's heptathlon gold medals in a while. USA, surprisingly, a long time. Like a little concerning, honestly. That's it's been this many years since we've had one. Uh, she's dominating right now. So yeah. Uh, men's 800. Uh, kind of down, honestly, this year compared to, to well the last two last few years have been kind of weird for us. Because at one point, we were peaking out. At one point, we were, we were even rivaling Kenya. for Kenya. Like, the top country in the 800. But I don't know. The combination of injuries and just whatnot kind of hit us a little. So, like, whatever happens, I don't know if we have a medal favorite in that one, I want to say, this event. We could. We could stick it in bronze, probably. But, yeah. Uh, decathlon. The Cathon's one we've been a little down on the last few years, ever since Ash Neaton's been gone. But it looks like uh, we might have someone this event. For this year, Kyle Garland is a guy to watch out for. I'm not saying he's going to win gold, because I don't think he will, but he can contend for a medal. And we haven't had a, 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 a decathlete contend for a medal like that, or at least we like projected to contend for a medal in a while. And, and, and especially start actual previous top one, which is out now for the year for, I believe, a missing drug test. So, yeah, it's good that we still have some death in that event again. Uh, Women's 800 is actually strong. A- uh, Athene moves is the favorite overall in the event in Worlds. So she's defending champion, so she doesn't have to actually compete here. So she's not. But we still have A.G. Wilson. And, and people like that. So we still have a deep squad in women's 800. So that's something to watch out for. She's probably the favorite to, to make that team, A.G. Wilson, and win the whole thing at the Outdoor Championships, USA Outdoor Championships, not the actual Worlds. Well, she, she's honestly a favorite to win a medal in the Worlds herself. So, yeah, we're, we're really loaded in the women's 800. Men's 100, obviously. I talked about that before. That's loaded. We're that deep. And the women's 100... Uh, we're deep there too. We've been we're gradually getting better. At first, when the Olympics happened, last Olympics, we were not on Jamaica's level. I'm not saying that we're on Jamaica's level, but we definitely have, I'd say, even gold medal contenders. Shakari Richardson, you don't know. She's ran a, a 10 7 6 this year, close to her personal best, and her her starts have gotten a lot better. I'm just saying, like, the, she's the world leader, actually, I believe, right? Or, or like number two, top two, definitely. So you never know what could happen with that. Uh, And like I said, going back to the men's, I meant to say uh, Fred Curley is the defending champ, so he doesn't have to actually attend this uh, national championships. But like the rest of the men's, I already talked about that. Like who was going to make that team in the last episode. So yeah, go look at that. Uh, Women's and men's quarter miles. Women's quarter quarter miles has uh, been interesting. I'd say you can can make a case that the U.S. has four of some of the fastest women in the world in the 400, and none of them won the 400. But none of our actual quarter miles, like our actual straight 400, actually are contenders. I don't even know if any of them were actually, like, considered good enough to make the finals the last few years. This year, it seems like it's starting to make a, a, a difference now, it's turning it around, mainly because we have some women who didn't run the 400 regularly who are starting to run it regularly. Brendan Wilson and, and Sydney McLaughlin are both 400 meter hurdlers they're the favorites said to make the team this year definitely and they can medal honestly Talitha Diggs is obviously another one that's a favorite to make to to uh make the team and, and and honestly she's probably good enough to to make the final she is good i think she's good enough to make the finals this year so like we we're starting to go up and we're bringing in people who don't regularly run it who are fast enough to run as fast as any of them so the women's 400 is starting to get a little stronger again. The men's 400 this year actually been pretty down. Maybe because the main guys who run usually this year are out with injuries or are not running it. Michael Norman is deciding to stick with the 100. He's still automatically into the world championships because he's a defending world champion, so he gets a bye, but still, him not competing like that or regularly running it, I don't know if he's been a quarter mile all year, actually, Michael Norman. So yeah, that's a bit... That's different. Let's see how he goes in the quarter mile. Value decides to also make the 100, you know, 200 too. Uh, Michael Sherry's had injury problems all year, if I'm correct. but He's he's going to compete, and I think he'll make the team. I, I just think he's going to too. Uh, Champion Allison. That's unfortunate. Injuries have just butchered his whole year, so he's not going to make the world championships this year because he's not and making the outdoor national championships. So, you know, for all the men's fortune has been a little down this year, but like I said, we still got a good squad got of lied to Godwin and in Matthew Bowling. So who knows what happens there? Uh, I'd say. Let's see here. Men's fifteen hundred. Watch out for the young guy, former Notre Dame Fighting Irishman, Jared Nagusi. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. He's had a breakout year this year. Looks like he could actually legit medal in men's fi- uh, like I wouldn't be surprised if he did in the men's fifteen hundred. So and that's good. Like I said, it's good that we have more people in, in distance events. Women's 1,500, Athen Mu is going to, Athen Mu, like I said, she's still going to run the 800 because she gets an automatic buy into that, but she's going to strive for the for the 1,500. And honestly, Athen Mu is, a, is such a generational talent. She's good enough that she can medal in the 400, she can medal in the 800, and she can medal in the 1,500. But could doing multiple of those events, is going to be tough if she decides to do that. Who knows? Uh, Men's 2000 meter steeple steeplechase Like uh, let's see here We had some guys Who were good enough to to, to to possibly medal in the past So who knows Uh, Women's high jump Vashti Cunningham is probably the favorite to, to win that one For the US In the national championships And make the team She's a medal contender Men's high jump They actually have a, a, one of the favorites to win gold This year actually He's been Javon uh, Harrison. He's been close. He's been getting closer each each year. Now it looks like it could be his breakout year. Uh, men's triple jump. Christian Taylor and 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 Will Clay. They're getting up there in age, and it, it's showing. Unfortunately, like we well, we're still rebuilding in that event. When he used to dominate in that event for years. Uh, men's 400 meter hurdles by Benjamin. If I'm correct, he's definitely running in that. He's a gold medal favorite, or a gold medal contender, I would say. Definitely one of the three main favorites, actually. And CJ Allen, a breakout year for him. He's been consistently sub-48. Wow. He's really stepped it up to try to hang, but be a potential medal contender. Uh, Women's 400-meter hurdles, again, I don't know if McLaughlin's running it this year, but she gets an automatic buy because... Obviously, she won gold last last year, so who knows, but Shamir Little's a medal contender too, and let's see if the little Muhammad, let's see if she's still got something left in the tank. Men's 110-meter hurdles, Grant Holloway from the Beast, most likely he's the favorite, he is the favorite, I would think. Like, Jamaica, it's going to be a Jamaica-US battle, pretty much, team battle, when, you can, when it comes to men's 110-meter hurdles, Definitely. Women's Hundred Meter hurdles, Camacho Quinn from Fort Dorchester, South Carolina. But she went to Puerto Rico. Uh she's probably the favorite, either her or or Amusan uh, from, from Nigeria, but we've still got definite potential gold medal dark horses, multiple ones on the US side and the women's hundred meters as hurdles as usual. The two hundred for the women, again, I believe uh uh Shakar Richardson's probably one of the favorites in that one. Either her or Abby Steiner. Men's two hundred is no Lyles all day every day. He's not gonna run here because he's got a, a buy and it makes sense. But yeah, he's definitely the runaway favorite. And I'd say that the potential sleep, honestly, because again, uh Kenneth Bed and and uh Arian Knight are probably the silver and, and bronze favorites. Uh anyway, when it comes to throwing uh, shot put for men. Obviously, Krauser. been a Monster for years. Still gonna be a Monster. Uh, we actually probably the favorites in almost every throwing event. Let's see here. Definitely Women's Discus, Valerie Allman. Uh, Women's Hammer Throw probably the favorites in that one. Men's Hammer Throw were a gold medal contender in that one. Uh, Shot Put, I believe, were the favorites in that one, too. Yeah, uh... Women's Shablin throw, we're contending in that. Every event in throwing except men's shabbling throw, we're a contender in. So, like, overall, again, a lot of talent in, in these events. And it starts it's from Thursday to Sunday. So, yeah, definitely watch. Definitely. And my big-time pick. uh, I already have one. It's actually on, hierarchically enough, what I just talked about. The men's 100, like who makes a team and who makes a 4x1 team. So you can look back at that one. That's going to happen over this weekend. But for my big-time pick for today, that's also happening this weekend, UFC 290 is happening. And it's a big event. Uh, I'm just going to go off with who I think wins in, on the main card. Uh, I think Bo Nickel wins because I Val Woodburn. Yeah, Bo Nickel should win. He's a massive favorite. Uh, I think Jalen Turner, I like him. Dan Hooker is still a beast, and he's someone you should not, I look over, but he's getting older. He's taking some, some L's lately. I, I think Jalen Turner's the hot, one of the hottest acts right now in the UFC, so I have him winning. Uh, I think Robert Whitaker beats Drake's De Plessis because I want him to, but also, I, yeah, I think he's just overall better on paper fighter. Uh, he has no flaws, really. Uh, Rayden Marino, I have a winning over Pantosia. And I think Volkanovski beats Yara Rodriguez. And I think next opponent for him should be the guy I just talked about before, Ilya Tapera. Definitely. Tapora. All right, so that's it for today. I'm a big time pick. And next episode is Monday. Uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Please subscribe. Uh, on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Pullyump underscore Blake, all lowercase. I'm getting a thread soon, so you can follow me on that one too. When I talk about that on my next episode on Monday. So that's it for today, and see y'all. <laughs>